Hello and welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are taking their place in the circle of life. Oh, that's oh nice. shit. That's See, nice. that I told you it was a nice one. That was nice. We saw Lion King yesterday and it was good, wasn't it? I, I, I thought it was sick, yeah. It looked amazing. Yeah. It looked, it looked, yeah, it looked incredible. I mean, the fact that they, they were saying on a film review show that like everything that you saw on that screen, not just the animals, but like the backgrounds, the landscapes, everything was CGI. Nuts. That is mental. Nuts. So yeah. like when he's walking across the desert and there was like bits of sand blowing. Yeah. Even some CGI. of the stuff, I love the stuff where they have like a camera movement. Yeah. As if there's someone filming it. They do it in Star Wars a lot where they have like a camera that looks like it's attached to the hull of an X-Wing, you know, like yeah, when yeah, they do yeah, on yeah, cars yeah. and stuff. But you're like, well, that's not, that's yeah. not really there. So you've had to CGI you, the camera movement. Do you movement. think that they like make it so it's like, this is the whole plane, this is what it looks like and then we're going to Apparently like, they do. Put a camera through it. Yeah, apparently know. they make the world and then you put cameras in to right. the world as if like you were filming them. Yeah, I mean, so you say that like that's normal. Like you put cameras into the world. What does that even mean? I know, yeah, I have no idea. But you, did you remember that one shot where they're in the, the elephant graveyard and like there's a camera that looks like it's in a cave? Yeah. So like it looks yeah, like it's watching them like it's one of the hangers. Yeah. That's, like, a, that's fucking sick. That was a Star Wars reference as well, I think. It wasn't. Not everything is a Star Wars <laughs> reference. I think it is. Because when C-3PO and R2 are walking... Anyway, whatever. But you know what? Do you you know what's, ama- what's amazing about The Lion King? So, like, all these, all these things come out, like Aladdin remake, Jungle Book remake, Beauty and the Beast remake, all of them. And every time you watch them, you're just like, oh, I'm not sure if they need to do this because, you know, the, the originals are so good. Mm. And like, do they re- it's just a money grabbing thing, isn't it? Like, oh, it's kind of cool, I suppose, but it's just a money grabbing thing. But then, as soon as they announce the Lion King, as soon as you see the trailer for the Lion King, you're just like, it looks amazing. It's yeah. gonna be fucking amazing just because it's the Lion King. Yeah. No, but I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like the Lion King they've actually like done better. Mm. Yeah, like, I think they are. Like, have. I feel like Beauty and the Beast is a bit more like, yeah, they're right. Do you know? Beast. Yeah, Half Beauty and the Beast. Was... Why they've probably done better mm. is because they literally just used the story. Yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't, I mean, I guess they did with Beauty and the Beast as well, but they didn't like, like with the Jungle Book, it was a completely different different story. Yeah. They didn't yeah, do yeah. that. They literally just did the same film almost, mm. but with, with different characters. Mm. So you can't, there's other than bitching about the CGI, you can't bitch about the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's amazing, right? So, you know, people like look down on musicals mm-hmm. as if they're like just bits of fluff. Yeah. But like when you get a good musical, it's the, it's the best. So like, so feature films are like, I think, classed as like the highest um, merit, you know, highest order of artistic merit. Like yeah. if that's the, that is the pinnacle of making art, mm-hmm. a feature length film. And, but then if you actually make it a musical film that it has the integrity of like a normal film and amazing musical moments like The Lion King, mm-hmm. then that's like the pinnacle of the pinnacle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you bring in like CGI into it where people are like drawing and creating these worlds and essentially creating actual art. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. add that into it as well. And because the, there's like the story, like there's not a bad song in The Lion King. No. As well. So the story's not amazing. One. Not one. <laughs> the songs are unbelievable. I cannot tell you the smile on my face when they started Hakuna Matata. I know. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. Cannot. Yeah. And that, just that like, yeah, you just like <gasps> straight away. Yeah. Pinnacle. Anyway, this week it's Pinnacle just the squared. three of us. Hey, eh? Pinnacle squared. Pinnacle squared. 
That sounds like a Britain's Got Talent boy band or like an X Factor band that they've put together. Um, this me, Alex, we've got Michelle and Mr. T Soulful. Well, well, my Jesus, let's see how Rastafari I know. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. Don't know. He's just adding his, a bit of spice to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, George is not with us this week. I swear it was something like his car or something like that. Some... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, that rings. That, I don't that, think that actually, but genuinely, like, I don't think there was an excuse this week, was it? It was just like, oh, guys, I'm getting off. No, I think it's work, work stuff. Work stuff. What's just... work stuff in George's life? Uh, carpets and that, isn't it? <laughs> Um, but we're oh, pits. <laughs> uh, but we're here uh, in Liverpool. The door is open in the basement studio because the weather is so nice. So if you hear any little bird tweets or car horns or people going, "Hey, hey, <laughs> then that's because the right? door's open. Um, and that's because Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Surprise! You didn't take that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and also if you hear slurping it's because Doc made us all coffees and hot chocolate yeah because it's early morning guys. Well, it's not that early but it's early musician morning um, yeah. we're um, here for a week uh, we're gigging recording getting stuff ready for the film uh, because we had a lot of gigs booked up north after our set at Lymph, Lymph. so if you've been listening to the show you've probably heard a lot about the fact that We've been had this collaboration set with uh, Subs, Sub Blue, Mr. Blue, the Mr. Blue Man, Man Group. It's his birthday today. It is, is it? Happy him happy birthday. Yeah. Today, the day of recording. Happy, happy birthday, 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 birthday to, to, to you. To you. Happy birthday. Sub Blue. Happy birthday to you. Many more. Oh, um, is that today the day of recording or today is the day of release? Today's, Today's day of recording. recording. No, oh, we record and release on the same day. That's what they think. Oh. Um, what? Um, I don't know how to rectify Happy belated birthday, <laughs> Mr. Blue Sky. Um, but how, how how was it, guys? Wait, his birthday? <laughs> no, <laughs> the set of limb. <laughs> I don't know. His birthday's barely happened. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to precast this, this podcast with the, the fact that we've all woken up very tired today. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, we'll come on to that in you and you. You and your stars and your witch stuff. I've got, I haven't got any stars or witch stuff today. Yeah, right, whatever. Uh, how did lymph? How did lymph go? You know what? Right. Hit me. Lymph. The set itself. Yeah. Was actually surprisingly really good. It was well fun. Yeah. Hell of fun. But you know, it's just like obviously the the social aspect of it may have overshadowed the day slightly. But no one cares about that. No, I know, but. Actually, if we just concentrate on the set itself, we all came off stage like that was that was really fun. It was a good feeling when all seven of us were yeah. came off stage and we're all just at the the little green roomy booth thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. sorry. Sketch there. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we all came off stage, all seven of us, and we're just there. All all had a great time. Like no yeah. one didn't have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were all just like. That we're, was we're all friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was well nice because it was so fun. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like oh that was sick. Like that solo that you did was sick, or yeah. that we, we nailed the arrangements. Like honestly, I couldn't tell you what happened. How, how it, it all went yeah. by in a blur. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I don't think it went dreadfully. No, or I've been told that I've been told that it didn't go dreadfully. But from my own experience on stage, 
I didn't think anything bad happened. No. But I mean, I started the song in a different tuning. Yeah, well, that, but even that, even but that didn't register with me. It, yeah, no, no one cared. It didn't matter. And it was just funny. <laughs> you it all was just funny. It was like wow. I you know. also didn't come in in a song because you were tuning. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yep. Oh god, yeah, I don't remember that. I remember being like, "Why does this sound so weak?" Yep. And then look because at you. what happened was that we finished the song and I was like. I feel like I'm out of tune, but I didn't have a tuner. So I was like, oh, Mikey, can I borrow your tuner? And then silence started. And I was like, oh, all right, well, I'm tuning. So, I'm Yeah, but you make up for it because where you're supposed to come in with the drums, you just let, you just weren't, you just weren't there. So the drums come in, come in, but then you came in with the vocal instead. Yeah. So it was it's like, very satisfying yeah. when you did come in. It's fine. That's, that's how you know you're a pro. Yeah. You're only, the way that you know you're a professional is by the mistakes you make. Mm. 100%. Is that yours or someone else's? That's mine. I just made it up just oh, now. Cool. But it's true though. Steve Berry had a little thing about that, um, an old improvisation teacher that we had at uni. Mm. Um, what a legend. That used to say, oh, yeah, the best musician I've ever met in the flesh. Yeah, ever. So by good. a mile. Ever. But he used to say, a mistake is not a mistake until you decide what to do after it. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. And that's why whenever I make a mistake, I do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> I did it on purpose, guys. Well. <laughs> Or if you make a mistake, make the mistake confidently. Mm. I remember watching. Um, uh, there's a video of Victor Wooten. He's like a. He's like the best bass player you've ever seen. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's unreal. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and he goes through. Lo he has this video where he goes through like the twelve different types of techniques, and he and he says this thing about like we spend most of our time learning about theory and music notes, but music notes are like like le they're like a tenth of music because mm -hmm. he was like um i'm gonna let my friend play something in g minor i'm gonna play all the wrong notes so like i'm gonna do a solo and play none of the right notes to prove to you that actual notes are only a tenth of music and he plays this solo and it sounds amazing and he plays all the wrong notes yeah. um but the point being is that like he says you know there's only 12 notes in the scale all of them work you just have to work out how to finish them how, and how to do them. Yeah, that's really fair, cool. Yeah. That's really mad. Cool. We should link to that. I'll link to that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds really Victor interesting. Victor has got a really cool. I used it for my dissertation. I based the dissertation kind of around it about the whole music as language thing. Mm. Have, you, have you seen that video? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great video. Yeah, that is the one. And he's playing, and the camera's circling around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. That. Yeah. I think that was that was something that maybe we all knew was going to happen after the set, but like no one quite wanted to admit it or hadn't internalized it yet but we all knew that it was gonna go all right yeah like none of us we weren't gonna let us get on stage and it'd be a mess and it'd be a total mess yeah it might not be the best gig ever but it'll yeah. be fine but then there's also that thing of you you all you are all gonna come off stage and be, have like a a tighter bond for even if it's only for an hour after you've played yeah. you are all gonna come off stage and have like if even because if it goes dreadfully you're all going to be laughing together and being like, yeah. oh my God, that was so shit. Yeah. And I think everyone sort of knew that, but no one, no one quite realised it until afterwards. I thought there was going to be a moment where like, I thought there was going to be a bit of like a cringe moment, you know, where someone does something bad where you're like, oh, mm. where like, like George fucked up a fill to the point where it was like, oh, everybody you're not it. saving that. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody literally, like we played the wrong track or a click come out front or literally me or sub sang the wrong song. I thought something like that would happen where it's going to be like a cringe moment where you just be like, oh, okay, let's move past that. But it didn't. And mm. that's what, afterwards, that's what made me think, 
we, that's what made me look around and be like, oh, everyone here is actually a really talented musician because everybody went onto that stage in the mindset of like, we kind of know what's going on, but not really. And everyone walked off stage like, that was fucking great. There yeah. were loads of mistakes, but it's fine. Mm. We all, we, it didn't matter that there were mistakes. Day to day, I know it was, a, was a, I've said this to you before, but for the sake of the podcast listeners, we'd covered Dirty Diana, the Michael Jackson song, and Ooh. everyone's favorite. Uh, and <laughs> they're like, we're playing to backing track for everything. Everything's to metronome. So regardless of what happens on stage, that backing track is going to play and it's mm -hmm. going to be in time and it's going to carry on until it, until we, someone stops it or it finishes. But with Dirty Diana, we, don't do, we didn't do that. We just played like any other band would. Mm -hmm. And then I started it and it's like timed to my delay pedal on my guitar. So like, jing, 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 jing. And it just felt like... Which ones were the delays, by the way? Yeah. Uh, jing, 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 those ones. <laughs> <laughs> the, the jing was not. Okay, okay. But like, it just felt like... It just felt like, oh my God, we're in the Wild West right now and anything could happen. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and maybe that's a symptom as well of playing to backing track all the time. So you just get used to playing to click. But it just felt like oh, any anything could happen right now. We could have anyone just coming in. Like there could be Native Americans coming in and firing bow and arrows at us. And we got <laughs> cowboys rolling in with like one of them half dead on the side of a horse. Like it just felt <laughs> mad. And we got through it and it was obviously it was all good and it was probably one of the like more fun ones in the set. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards Cameron was like, Yeah, I couldn't hear your guitar at all. And I was like, Holy <laughs> shit, it was more of the Wild West than I even thought. Because my guitar was what was keeping everyone in time. He was like, Yeah, I've got no idea. I couldn't couldn't hear it. I was yeah. like, Jesus, we did well to stay in time to that. The thing is, when I've listened, I thought I, I think I was thinking, oh, maybe it was just like all right to us on stage, or maybe it was a shit show out front. But having listened back to a few videos, don't get me wrong, it was distorted mm. on every video I've watched. It was obviously ridiculously loud, but it didn't sound bad. No, it no, sounded no, no. sound like you could hear the parts and you could hear what was going on. I think it's just when everyone was playing, it was like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I don't think that that will just just have been like a, a hangover of, of a phone recording. But just, that's just so that the the consumers know. Yeah, two drum kits, two yeah, we guitars. Did two vocals yeah kind of bassist yeah. yeah i mean the bass was really loud in that stage yep. anyway you were meant to go in the middle t and you didn't it's just like this just didn't set up how we thought yeah, that was upsetting that. drums are off to the side and stuff weren't they yeah. um Sorry. but like it was it was an experience and i'm glad we did it it was so stressful up to the point but i'm really glad we did it but how does everyone feel in retrospect about the whole collaboration thing as not even just our set like as a whole that idea and in terms of a live thing i, I don't really like it i think it seems almost gimmicky i feel like yeah. for me the 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 thing was that like <clears throat> you guys as delia i don't feel like you guys get to show off you enough and mm -hmm. i feel like Subo doesn't get to show off Subo enough yeah of course like when i was when i would like when i was thinking about like the way that we were playing and stuff um with you guys even though we still play to track i still feel like it's very like free in terms of what we play i feel, I feel like you know everyone gets to like run around the stage and have like that sort of like energy like everything is about energy everything's about like loud and george just like smacks the drums and like it's it's power like like that's like kind of like yeah i think about delia it's power mm -hmm. and i feel like we had to tame that back because 
Subo is a lot more about precision. Mm-hmm. No one really like runs around the stage. Everyone's like, this is my part. This is the exact drum part. This is the exact bass part. This is yeah. the exact sound. Like yeah. everyone does it like that. And so I feel like it was a weird, it was a thing of like, oh, you guys don't get to be you guys enough and Subo doesn't get to be Subo enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I feel like, don't get me wrong, like it was mad fun and it was like something that I definitely do again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like when, you, when you're like, oh, sick, I get to play Lymph it's a stage where you go cool i get to show people my music yeah do you know what i mean and it's like i do get that but then just just to give another argument because mm. i totally get that and mm. i think we definitely i mean there were songs that we had to that were the, there are slow songs that we do that we had to slow down even more mm. you know to accommodate for, and then some of Subo's songs where he was singing lyrics so fast because you know we had to that's the way we the had to meet in the middle with each other we had, we had to, to slow down and it was too slow and he had to speed up and yeah, it was too fast exactly like you know the, obviously that's not the best representation of anyone's work but if you kind of if you remove the the egoic side of that and you remove that kind of like oh i wanted to present my work in its best way there were a lot of audience members who will have really enjoyed that performance mm. because I think on stage, I know, I know um, Tyler definitely pushed me to perform. Mm. I don't know if I had the same effect on him, but it looked like he performed great as well. And I think it's because you, ha- I mean, I, there is like a, a slight sense of competition there because you don't want to be seen as like the one who's, you know, not as well, good. Well, you're only as good as the people in your last carriage. Exactly, yeah. So you don't want to be the person dragging it back. Exactly. So, and, and as well, but apart from that, you because you have this sense of community around you on stage you automatically just feel at ease and comfortable to do all of that stuff and let go a little bit more and perform mm. so i've that's probably one of the better times that i've ever performed i don't know about him but yeah. so that so then for an audience member you automatically enjoy that you kind of don't it's not that you don't care but you don't know that you don't know these people's songs. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so you're yeah. just watching a performance, and if yeah. that performance is fun and good, you enjoy then, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. I guess maybe from an audience member's point of view, it might have been a bit more of a fun thing to watch than just watching a Subblue or a Delia set. I actually, I totally agree with that. I think, and I, but I also totally agree with you as well, T. Mm. That like neither of us got to showcase ourselves mm. um, in a in a way that we would have liked, but the people who are coming to see us that have seen us before or that are coming to see subs that have seen us before, there's something special about this gig because it's different. It's not just, oh, we're going to go see them again and this is the 48th time I've seen them and it's this the same true. as the 47th and 46th. And So it's like, oh, this is really interesting. So well, like even just mates, like members of the family, like, you know, Callum from Little Grace and stuff, it gives yeah. him and um, other people like that chance to be like, oh, this is interesting and cool. So actually there's a bit of genuine enthusiasm rather than I'm just going to support someone. Then the people in the audience, I think, reacted well to us because we were all in a state of mind. Yeah, everyone was a little bit drunk, but everyone was in a state of mind to be like, fuck okay. it, this is just yeah. a laugh. Yeah, Let's yeah, just no, see how this goes. No, 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 Whereas no. when you get up on stage in your own stuff, you're like, right, this is go time. This is what we do. We need this to impress true. these people. And you, and you might not even realize how different the energy was that you put out yeah like to those because when i was first watching the other collaborations and this is no disrespect to to those artists but there are a few other artists that collaborated together that were on just before us and i it didn't hit home with me because i was like i don't know these two artists so i don't know where one song starts and another one Mm -hmm. finishes so to me i'm just watching kind of a half-hour set Mm. or or a set that is not half assed but like like you said, it's not all one thing or all another. It's a compromise. 
so I was like, well, I don't know. So this is different. Whereas I feel like with our set, and I'm not trying to big us up in any way, but just because we were a bit like exacerbated with it and like, oh, fuck it, let's just go and have fun. We put that energy out where so it, did, it didn't matter that people didn't know the songs yeah. because we actually were all just a bit more like, yeah, see yeah. how this goes. You know what was stressful before it? What? And like, well, there, was, there were a couple of things that were stressful yeah, before it. Let's go through that a little bit now. <laughs> um, one thing that you guys didn't know was just before we went on stage, well, no, actually, like half an hour before we went on stage, uh, Dave Monks came over and was like, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Dave Monks is the BBC introducer Merseyside guy. And he like compares compares the Music City stage at Lymph. Com- compares it to what? Compares. Right. <laughs> um, and he came over before and we were chatting and stuff. And he was like, oh, as a second, these are going really good. And the, the two bands on before us, although they were like what you said, it just seemed like it was a, a compromise of, of, of music. Yeah, it didn't. It came across like that a little yeah. bit. The, it, it, it sounded good. It sounded clean to me. And yes, it, did, it yeah. did sound clean. And I remember listening to them act and really getting scared and worried. Cause I was like, shit, that sounds clean. Mm. We don't sound clean. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound And I remember saying to Dave, like he was talking to me about it. And he was like, how's it been going? I was like, oh, actually, it's been a bit stressful and it's been a bit like manic. And 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 he was, I was like, you know, I'm watching these guys and these sound like really clean. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit worried. And he was like, yeah, well, I was like, but, you know, I mean, we've only had like a couple of rehearsals. And um, and we've also like gave ourselves the ridiculous task of like actually merging productions and actually interweaving the songs where yeah. it sounds like maybe these guys have gone, I, I have approached it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and we've probably caused a little bit more work for ourselves with less time as well. Mm. So um, you know, I was kind of giving myself the load off, being like, this might be why ours is not going to be as good than that, and. Uh, and then just and then he was like, oh yeah, well you know these guys have done the same. They've like merged productions and stuff as well. And I was like, these guys aren't using track. <laughs> so I was like, um, I think he just misunderstood. Yeah, I think he just didn't quite get what I meant. I probably didn't explain myself well, well enough. But what he did do is, after I said like, oh you know we have not much time to rehearse and stuff. Just before we went on stage, me and Tyler were still at the side of the stage. And like I mean, this is literally as like before he's about to go on. He was like, Tyler, how much rehearsal time have you guys had? And Tyler was like. Um, I don't know, like a couple of days or something, a few days. And he was like, oh, yeah, so pretty much the same as everyone else then. <laughs> and I was like, oh, if we suck now, he's going he's gonna to be like, oh, well, they were shit and they have the same <laughs> time as everyone else. No, Dave Monks did his classic Dave Monks thing to me afterwards where I saw him and he's got his sunglasses and his parker on. Yeah. Just Dave Monks in it up. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, it's good that. I was like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> that was it. That's all you need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sound. Just thanks, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> a bit. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the second thing which I didn't know about. Oh yeah. Was so, that um, just before the set? Drama. There was, there was drama. Bit, there was drama with the the mixing desk. Yeah. What happened there? Thanks. I didn't know about that. Well, so. we all left T's house where we are right now. With all the gear. Everyone got everything. You all got it? You got your drum? You got everything? I've got mine. Let me just double check. I've got that. Just gonna... Everyone got everything. Like, literally, we were outside your house for fucking ages. (laughs) Everybody got everything. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. T goes, does his set. We're just, like, having a day out at Limp for this point because we're not on until later. We're going and watching a few bands. It hits 45 minutes before the set, less Uh than that. Mm -hmm. And, uh... We realized we forgot the mixing desk, which usually wouldn't be a problem because sound engineers would just 
take the click and give it the metronome for the drummers to stay in time and just give it back to them. But instead, because we've got two drummers, we're doing that ourselves. And we don't have it. So the whole point of the mixing desk is that the click comes out of the drum machine. And normally, because we've only got one drummer, he's only got one feed, so it's fine. But we need the mixing desk to split the feed yeah. so that both drummers can have the click because they both play at different times. Mm-hmm. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, 50 minutes before we go on. 50 minutes? No, 40 minutes before we go on. Um I'm like, we haven't got a mixing desk. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we haven't got a mixing desk. We haven't got a split off. We haven't got a way for... Two drummers. To do to have both of the drummers to have the metronome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was heavy, that. And Cameron, bless him, sub blues drummer, was like, I'll, I'll just have to keep time for George. I was like... You can't, you can't do that. Like, like you, like we would have fucking had to if we couldn't yeah. have sorted it out. But like, you know, the whole point is you've got headphones on. That metronome is drilled into your brain. You're playing a drum kit, which is the loudest instrument on that stage, uh-huh. that is mic'd up, yeah. and you've got that click being drilled into your head directly. Mm-hmm. If Cameron sat next to George whilst George is doing his animal from the Muppets impression, <laughs> and Cameron is like just tapping his hi hat to keep it's him in time, like. He's not going to be able to hear that. Mm-hmm. So when Cameron was saying that, I was like, oh, bless. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but T's uh, girlfriend and working partner, mm-hmm. working partner, working, you produce her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Callum from Little Grace. Uh-huh. Absolute smash. Smash. Josie sorted it, though, because we were all a bit pissed, weren't we? Because yeah. we were just like, oh, yeah. we're all good. Josie was just like, make a decision now because if we need to go we need to go now and we're like go (laughs) (laughs) it was like like like, mr president we need to make the call (laughs) fire i'm so glad no one told me about that oh yeah so then we all i came into everyone and was like guys we can't tell shell she's gonna stress the the roof off this place Mm. so literally shell came into the room and everyone was like hey man how you doing everything all right yes i'm all right yeah see you later (laughs) no issues i'm so excited to play it should be fun yeah and then she found out you found out afterwards though i found out on stage you were like oh thank josie and cal and i was like what yeah but you didn't actually know because you didn't (laughs) No, but it was just so weird i was like um i didn't thank them because i was like thank them for what for just like dancing or something (laughs) and then afterwards someone said to josie like thanks so much for getting that desk and i was like what (laughs) what happened well it was disaster averted when we saw her running through the field yeah i was like was she actually running yeah Bless her. <laughs> yeah, she absolutely smashed that out of the park. I know. Like, it wouldn't. It would have been a, such a catastrophe. It would have been a different, a different show. You know what would have been interesting is playing the show without that, but Shell's still not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. I reckon we still would have been all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think um, one thing I got a bone to pick with you, Harris. Me? Yeah. Oh, oh here Jesus we go. Don't look at me on stage. What's the crack, oh. right? I think, I, think it's I like, like moving about, right? And I'm doing it partly out of just instincts. I just do it. Can't mm-hmm. I can't like control it. You're right there, having a little rearrange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also partly because you know I want to just make it more of a show. So we go over to George. George is like, like I said, doing his animal impression. So he's doing it, and I'm not talking about. I'm going up to people and like. like wanking off in front of them, and they're like, you know, like Michael Jackson and his guitarist when they're like. He's air, he's air guitaring whilst the guitarist is going, I'm not talking about that. 
I just go over and be like, all right, George. And he's like, yeah, all right. And then me and you are always like doing stuff if yeah, something yeah. makes a mistake or we've got a little idea or whatever. Make a little smile. Even with Mikey looking at each other, like the the other guitarist who will, who will be on the podcast at some point, we're like looking at each other and being like, oh, it's this next. Oh, you're having a good time. Oh, we're all having fun. Same with Cam. Everyone, right? Look at Shell. Absolute blank. <laughs> just doesn't even turn and look at me. And I'll, be, I'll, I'll hold it for a couple of seconds. Because she's moving. You're doing your thing. You're performing and moving around. So I'm like, oh, I should probably turn and face this way in a sec. No. Okay. All right. I'll just put my eyes down and just carry on. <laughs> What's the crack but there, even, Harris? Even Subo. Subo was looking back. She was like, yeah, guitar. Yeah. He's coming over that to me. Sick, yeah. He was like coming over to me. I've never had that before. He's like <laughs> trying to do the Michael Jackson there yeah. guitar thing. Where did he will? Yeah. <laughs> Harris doesn't want to know. What's going on, Harris? What's going on? I don't know. You just not care? I do care. I guess I just, like, I, to be fair, I always tend to have quite a bit of, like, rapport with George on stage. Uh, that's nice to know. And, like, not very, I don't really have much rapport with you, do I? Do I? Every mm. now and then, I will have a bit. That's more than you have with me. But guitarists, I just tend to, like, stay away from. I was on there saving your ass. I, I was singing that Dirty Diana harmony into like, your ear. Isn't I you? think, I think... I think it's because I think drummers need the extra like, oh look, I'm here, and sometimes bassists do as well. But guitarists don't. Oh, I like, don't. Not sure about that. Do, guitarists are like. Also, is that drummers or is that George? No, it's drummers because they're stuck behind a kit, aren't they? They no. can't do anything. No. Because drummers are like stuck behind a the kit, they can't, yeah, can't, they can't, they yeah. can't move, they can't do anything. Like bassists are normally pretty quiet, yeah. and you know, mm, Travis Barker, quiet. Keith Moon. Oh, oh Phil my god, Collins. we're not talking about those huge <laughs> artists. Put it into fucking context. No, I'm talking about for their performance on stage. Yeah, but like, you, but guitarists have the ability to like move around and do stuff. Like they don't need an in- the interaction from the lead singer. I'm I'm actually pretty stuck in my position. Pedal board, you know, got all these buttons to press. Oh bollocks! <laughs> Look, it's just excuses. They're all it excuses. You know what? I don't know what it is. I find, I don't know. Like, I couldn't look at Tubo either. I find, I, I find it very difficult to maintain a connection with somebody when I'm performing on stage. Well, fair enough. And that's, that's a, that's that's a topic it's, for it's, another it's, time, it's, I think. That's deep. It's a me issue, isn't it? We're going to have to lie you down do. on we that couch. To, and we need to get into the rehearsal room and you need to force me to, like, have eye contact with you for a whole verse. No, you can't force eye No, you can't force it. That's weird as hell. Yeah, but then that'll make me be, like, more... Um, you know, it's like that when... That'll make you go, oh, I don't want to do this. this is no, yeah, it's like it's police weird. horses, isn't it? When they put police horses in, in, like, a room and, like, batter them with loads of shit. And then when they go out on the street, the sound. <laughs> what? <laughs> Whoa. Um, okay. All right, yeah, we, we can put you in a room and batter you with loads of shit. That's fine. <laughs> Um, Pause. But on the on the um, on the subject of how the collaboration was just as a thing, mm. I agree that live, I'm not sure it was the best idea. Mm. I think it was an interesting idea, and I'm glad we did it. Mm. But I don't think for future artists or future endeavors, it isn't much of a thing unless you have something with that artist where I, people know what's going on. I think it works when you're not up and coming. Yeah. So like, yeah. Oh yeah. I was of just course. Gonna say, if yeah. you were a bigger artist, it yeah. totally were. Oh yeah. yeah. If you imagine like Nao's set was so who else played? Sam Henshaw played. So imagine it was Sam Henshaw and Nao collaboration yeah. set. Sick. That'd be sick because be you're so here for it. You know, you know bits and you know. What even if like you went to go and see Muramasa and and Nao came out, you'd be like, oh, because yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. What's going on there? But the one, the, the place where I do think it works for up and coming artists is a video online, mm. like a a, a session. Or even, I was going to say, like, even just the songs itself. Yeah. Like, releasing the songs itself, it'd be quite, that'd be a quite cool process. While we're here. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, as upcoming people, there mm. aren't many like features slash remixes. Well, so I was going to go on to this. I was going to say, haven't done that set, although I don't agree that live is the best way to communicate something like mm. that when you're small. Mm. Um, what it has done for me as an upcoming artist is it opens me up to the idea of doing collaborations with artists for like recorded stuff. Yeah. So now I'm thinking of loads of ideas. I'm like, I actually want to sit down and chat to subs. Want to sit, sit down and chat a little Grace. Like there's another guy. Uh, yeah, desperate to do something with little Grace. Yeah, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's, so there's another sick. guy in London who does like, I can't remember his name. Is it? It's, it's uh, Bastion. Michael Bastion. Bastion Creations is Instagram. Michael? Is. No, I know it's not Michael. Yeah, I think it is. I don't know. But anyway, Bastion Creations, and yeah. he's like a guitarist. And he, he uh, well, to, to, to explain him to explain him well, he put, on an org- he put on an organic rave where he basically used his loop pedal and his guitar and like created like cool, like hippie-ish dance music. Yeah, they had a headliner on who had loads of like African drums yeah. and Latino drums. But it was basically all just loops. looped into a into a sampler or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, so he's like, and then you hit another one, boom, 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 right. boom, boom, and it sounds boom, sick. Boom, boom. And then it's like, right. ding, ding. You know, it does all that kind of and shit. And he's like, but it, and yeah. So I and I want to do like something with him where we redo a Delia song, but with using like his loop pedal. Do you know what I mean? Like something like that. And yeah. it's opened me up to all these possibilities of like integrating with different artists now. Yeah, I'd be really off because if you think about some of the, I know, I know that these guys that I'm about to mention are big artists now, but I don't think they were when they did this. But do you remember when George the Poet? Did that cover of a Frank Ocean song yep. with McNasty? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so just sick. So sick. And I it was just cool. Do you remember, and it was like he was playing the drums, but he was playing like like different parts. He was like sampled the Frank Ocean song on his drums. Yeah. So there'd be like a the the bow wow would be on a drum. So he hits that and he goes bow bow oh yeah i do remember that yeah yeah that was really good i'm like i'm like beatboxing today i'm doing loads of this stuff (laughs) um that but that was so cool Mm. and seeing little things like that um and these little sessions are so it's so it's such a great thing we if we've got this family and this community of people around us like you've done it with little grace with something that's going to be coming up and that like when i was watching that i was like that this is so sick i am so jealous (laughs) but because like it's just it's just i don't know it's such a nice feeling yeah and like you know we've got our family that we've got our podcast and we've got all the yeah and it's i've only just thought this now but in the same way that like for huge artists you would see a collaboration like that and and you'd be like oh my god this is so sick Uh within your circle of like upcoming artists and the people that you really love Mm -hmm. whose like career you're watching and you're aspiring to like if you see them do things, you get just as excited. Hundred you know I mean? percent. So like if 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 I seeing you and Little Grace do that session together, mm-hmm. I got the same kind of excitement as I would if if Nao walked out with Muramasa. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. because I'm I'm so because I'm invested in that little bit. So even if you create that buzz between your little community, it's it's the same thing. It creates a bit more of a buzz in a sense of for for like someone who's never been part of the communities. Just someone who this has been advertised or marketed to, or have discovered it online, where they're like, oh, "Okay, this is band Delia. Let's check them out. Oh, it's all right. Maybe I'm not sure if I'll go carry on. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Or oh, this is band Little Grace. Same deal. But if you're like, oh, who are these guys? What's what's? Why are these guys collaborating? Let's. Mm. And then you can kind of you have that. And I know this is like a probably a more of a marketing thing than a genuine 
you know, uh, like reason to do it. But you create the the FOMO and the the hype of having people come together and go, oh, these people are like, there's like a little thing going on between 100%. these guys. Like, what? I don't want to miss out on being part of that yeah, as that grows. And that's you guys just generating that from from a genuine place. Yeah, yeah. you know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but all in all, it was really fun. Went well. It was interesting. Did. Did. Um, we're never doing it ever again. <laughs> no, we are, no, we are, we are, we are, and it was great to play with Subbly. It was. I've seen a totally different side of that boy. Yeah. And I actually really enjoy his company now. Mm. I think he's hilarious. He is hilarious. Be- I listened back to his podcast the other day and I was laughing the whole time <laughs> because I forgot how hilarious he was on it. Before we move on to uh, a usual smeg, um, we've got a new smeg where we're going to go to Mystic Corner with Shell. <laughs> Sorry, wit- witching hour with Shell. I haven't got anything. The, the witch is... What, What's going on with the witch? Can we call it the witch is dead? The witch, the witch is, dead? is dead. Yeah, yeah all right. I, d- I, d- I don't. We're all knackered today, <laughs> Shell. Tell us why we're all knackered today. I don't know why we're all knackered. There was a thunderstorm last night because of t- cause of, you know the, the the weather could have really affected our sleep sleeping or something. Yeah, it's right. not witchy. It <laughs> wasn't like... quite as <laughs> mad as I was hoping for. I, I don't know. Well, right. Well, all right. If you want go me on. to go yeah, weird yeah, about yeah, it, yes, I yes, don't on. necessarily agree or believe in all of this. <laughs> I'm just giving you. The, I'm just These are not the views of the want. podcast. <laughs> These are the views of Michelle Harris. I'm just giving you what you want, but we're in retrograde at the moment. Mercury's in retrograde. I think we're halfway through, so we're coming out the other side. Mm. Maybe that's got something to do with it. We're all fucking knackered. It's draining our energy. Has anything been breaking for you, T? Technology is going awry at the moment. Breaking. I mean, we'll be trying to do this short film thing. Short film thing. Yeah. And me, I was in here, Doc was in the live room, and you just hear, ah, why doesn't this work? Yeah. And I had that when I was changing my hard drive in my Mac. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, it's simple. Just bang it in, reformat it. There you go. It took Alex <laughs> It took me four to days it. to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, the. Like personal lives and relationships are going awry at the moment. All experienced that, haven't we, Alex? Have we? In the past couple of weeks. Have we? Well, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. Apparently today, according to my co-star, uh-huh. you know where it gives you like, um, you know, uh, like what's good and what's bad and whatever. Uh-huh. Literally, I have trouble with everything. Really. Except for self. I have one power and that is in self. But I have trouble with work, thinking and creativity, spirituality, social (laughs) life and sex and love. Literally have trouble with everything today. So maybe it is just one of those days where I've woken up. The the weather last night was really bad. It was thunder and lightning. It was like a (coughs) crazy tropical storm. It's like that Shazam film. It's retrograde and maybe it like... Everyone's just got a bit on top of us today and we're a bit tired. Yeah, maybe. Can't Possibly. wait to be recorded and videoed for a live session. I know, yeah, gonna look, I'm going to look fantastic. <laughs> um, shall we move on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the Is there any chance you can sound more Ed like Sheeran. a What's your plan B? Plan B. What's Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? So this segment is, what is Jack going to do when he's finished with the drums? Um, interesting things that happen to you and small things that happen to you. T's celebrating right now. We don't know why I just yet. Um, 
but the things that you would only know if you work in the particular area. Now, usually we try and get it from, um, you know, whoever the guest is. So if they're working in fashion, like with Laura Ma, or if they're working in filmmaking with Antonia, or whatever, you know. But this week, you're just going to probably just have a pretty music-focused one. Um, so, T, you finish your little dance. You're starting it again. Here we go. Festival staff are the worst staff in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you got sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Oh. Festival staff. Go on, tell me about yeah. it. Festival volunteers are trash. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay. Turn up to every single festival where you're playing and there's a car involved and there's wristbands involved. One person will tell you one thing. They'll tell you to go one way. You get to the next person. They'll be like, oh, I don't know. I thought it was over here. So then you go to the other way. <laughs> no one ever, no one actually knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, they never, never do. Yeah. I mean, the people, people at the stage... Yeah, they're they were all great. Yeah, they yeah. were amazing. They were great. I like like Mikey's uh, who plays guitar for Little Grace. His his girlfriend Danielle was on the stage. She was great. The the oh, the other guy whose name I've forgotten. Ray. Yes, yeah. he's yeah. like on it. Yeah. The sound engineer. Yeah. Absolutely Elliot. smashing. Oh, yeah, Elliot smashed it. smashing life. Also, but as soon as you're like, uh, where's the toilet, mate? <laughs> no one knows what's going. They're on. like they just like melt and like yeah. and you're like oh um i've got i've got guest list where do you pick them up from i don't know Wh- they're like gate c gates, gate- <laughs> you go to gate c which is like a fucking it's like the other side of the city and they're and like the other one's like no gate- it's orange gate over <laughs> there <laughs> Yeah, why, like, why do why you have a gate? gate called gate C and then an orange gate are we with colors or are we with letters and What's then you get happening? to gate gate orange and they're like uh no i thought it was a gate six yeah. and you're like <laughs> now there's numbers involved yeah it is really frustrating but what I will do is I'll give artist liaison Pip Nolan a big shout because as soon as you get to artist liaison like Pip is on hand every oh yeah that's like an oasis in the desert that Jesus Christ like please just direct me to the to the water please direct me to the to hydration and you get to Pip and Pip is like do you want a buggy I'll get you a buggy here's your your rider like here's this here's that here's all your wristbands go over there and you're like whoa you're the best person the people inside are good is the people situated around yeah, the outside yeah, there are yeah, the gatekeepers yeah. you know what was the best there was there was like a on, on on the contract somewhere that we got it said that um like artist liaison or your your point in was gate b and then it was like please see the map below so they give it they given us a site map mm-hmm. but the site map was the public site map so it didn't have any of the artist liaison <laughs> gates on it so it didn't have like gate c or anything it literally had red gate and orange gate and i was like they're not letters. <laughs> they're they're colours. I don't understand. What's weird as well is that going through an artist liaison entrance to a festival is safe. You just walk in. You just yeah. flash a wristband and like, cool, yeah. go that way. But you go to the main entrances. Oh my god! It is chaos in yeah. that area. So obviously, there's so many people queuing, but everyone's being searched. Mm-hmm. And like when we were trying to figure out the guest list, so we go to that guest list bit to talk to the people in the box office. Um, it's like a nightmare to get there because all the barriers are like some crazy labyrinth that you have to get around. And then we walked out taking the gear back to your your house, T, because it's not far from where the festival was. So then we walk in back and we're like, ah, oh, fuck going all the way around. We'll just walk through the main entrance. We got the artist wristband. And then you get searched. It took us ages. It took us like 10 minutes to get through yeah. that main entrance. It wasn't even busy. 100%. And then you're being searched and the guy's just like, and then he's like, 
the guy's checking like my wallet and everything. He's like, oh, you play guitar, do you? Because he's got plectrums. And I'm like, he's like, what's your favorite? And I'm like, oh my God, just can we just get this over and done with? <laughs> Please, I just want need to get to literally three steps in front of you. Yeah. yeah. And but, then and then yeah. I got searched and that was uh, I was so angry about that. You you were a bit of a you, bit of a so rebel, angry. weren't you? Because so basically what happens is that we went out to get the guest list. So I was literally like, we're in the festival. We pop to the box office, mm. and then I'm walking back, and then like the sniffer dogs on me, right? <laughs> and I'm like, why were the sniffer dogs? Why on me? why are you here? <laughs> like why are you here? And then the guy stops me and he's like, where where where? If you've got anything on you now, no. And I'm like. I haven't got anything on me. I've just come from in the... F- You've seen that I've just come, come from in the, the festival. festival. How can I have... And I have an artist wristband. And I have an artist wristband. I need to go sort some stuff out. Like, I'm playing in, like, an hour. Like, I need to go sort some stuff. And he's like, all right, mate. Have you got any stuff on you? If you give it to me now. I'm like... Was this a police officer or a... No, just a security guard. Ugh. And I was like, oh, mate. And then he was like, I need you to go over there to get, like, fully, fully, properly searched. Oh, my God. So then I'm in the line. And obviously, like, we just get to limp. Everyone's sorting out their wristbands. Everyone's sorting out guest lists, all that sort of stuff. So I'm on the phone to Kobe. And I'm like, Kobe, you need to pick up your guest list from thing. Tell me. He's like, come off the phone. I'm like, bro, I'm an artist. I'm sorting this stuff out. I've got a plane in an hour. I need to take this phone call. Like, yeah. I've, like, I've got things to sort. He's like, come off this phone or get out. And I'm like... Do you want to tell the festival organisers yeah, that as well? Because then they're filling my slot. <laughs> so what, like, I'm not coming off the phone right now because I need to have this conversation and I'm not letting you be rude for unnecessarily. And he's like, have you got any, like, like, if you've got any stuff on you, show me now. And I'm like, I'm just... Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's treating... Did he say it in the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's treating you like, like as if you, you already yeah. got it. Fully. And I'm like... You guys are joking right now. Did he make you like turn out your pockets and stuff? Yeah. Did you have like cargo pants with loads of pockets yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Did you have to take them off, spread, put your hand on your right cheek, <laughs> hand on your left cheek, spread them and squat? <laughs> I was so angry. Oh, and, yeah. I remember, and Josie was there. And like, I was getting proper like, like I, to the point where like, I was like shouting at him back because I was like, really? you need to calm down. Because I've got stuff to do right now and this is all long and I'm so not here for it. And Josie was just like, T, just calm down. And I'm like, it's just not on. It's like, not it's just on. not on. Like, you've seen me come from in the festival. Well, he's also it's treating you as if you he knows that you've got shit on you. Yeah. Because yeah. you could just be like Joe Public, just normal dude. Yeah. Whether you're whether you're an artist or not. If you're on, like, on the phone trying to sort something out and being like, this is actually important. It'll take like two minutes if you yeah. just... But he's treating you like you're already guilty. Like, no, I need to get this stuff yeah. that you've got that yeah. you've Security done wrong. Jobs, right, jobs worth, isn't it? If that was, they're going up with, they're going on the pile with the other people that we all hate on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Live sound engineers. That's Although we don't hate them at the moment because Elliot asking, was amazing. Yeah, he was amazing. That's why I was asking whether it was a police officer because I feel like a police officer wouldn't react like that. Yeah, that's Do you what, what I mean. mean. Yeah, like you just be sound. You'd be like, bro, I've just come in the first of all. Got my artist wristband, like I'm literally just going. And if back. you had to take a phone call, they'd just be like, hurry up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't yeah. be like, go off the phone now. Or you're not getting back into the festival. I'll just go around to the other gate, bro, where I came in before. Yeah. What, what, what are you problem? talking about? Yeah. Couldn't you have just done that anyway? He just walks away from him. Yeah, but at that point, they just wanted to search me. Uh, uh, heavy that. Yeah. I totally yeah. concur. I think that sniffer dog was racist. <laughs> Yeah, was it a white sniffer dog? <laughs> a white white, white poodle. <laughs> uh, any more for any more on that one or should we move on? No, 
go for it. Sick. This is... E, oh my God, who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? Who the fuck is Peter Guy? Um, this is our music review smegment, um, where we just tell you what we've been listening to this week. Um, and I think, you know, first and foremost... You should be going and checking out Sub Blue. You should be going and checking out Us because mm-hmm. that was the collaboration that happened. Mm-hmm. And you should also just go and check out the playlist, which has got loads of members of the family on it, like Little Grace, mm-hmm. like Wide Eyed Boy, mm-hmm. like other people in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but who has been listening to what? I've got a big recommendation. God, this week. Oh shit! You've got a massive one, yeah. Oh my god! So. I'm gonna oh, tell you. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you how this story came about. So I was, <laughs> I follow Christine the Queens on Instagram, obviously because I'm in love with her. She's my idol. Mm-hmm. I want to be her wife. Mm-hmm. But she posted this video of her and Charlie XCX, mm-hmm. and it was like this tiny little gif, like three seconds long, and she released it the day before the video come out. Which I just love it when people do that. There was just nothing at all, and then she releases this tiny little gif, and it was just the hottest gif ever where there's just like them two just like face to face and I was like whatever that is looks amazing and then the next day the video dropped and the video is insane <laughs> you need to go check it out so it's called Gone and it's actually on Charlie XCX's um, album featuring Christine the Queens and the video is insane it has fire Mm-hmm. It has rain. Mm-hmm. It has dancing. Mm-hmm. It has a car. Mm-hmm. It has bondage. Mm-hmm. It has everything. <laughs> it has it all. And those two are just like dancing like there is no tomorrow. And they look insane. They look amazing. And I think as well, I quite like the fact that, because obviously Christina the Queens is like super supportive of any community, but obviously she's got a big following in the LGBTQ Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's a community. Not sure you can say it like that. Um, I apologise for my own. Uh, what's it called? Ignorance. 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 Yeah. Uh, arrogance. <laughs> Ignorance. Uh, not arrogance. Not um, arrogance. The fact that I don't know what. The bigotry. <laughs> Shut up. Fascism. Ignorance. Homophobia. Yeah. Um, so she's obviously got a big following there. So they, you know, I like the fact that that video is supporting that at the moment because it's you know it's not very often where you'll see. Uh, you know, well, not 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 very often. It's more often these days, but still, that kind of community is still fighting for, you know, those relationships to be shown in popular media, in popular culture, and for it to be okay to show them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And although this video doesn't explicitly show that, you can you can see that they're you know you can see that they're trying to portray a relationship in there, and that's that's good that it's not a male and female relationship. And it's, it's something different and people should just be okay with it. It shouldn't be something that people are like, oh, look at these fucking hot lesbians going at it. You know, it should just be like, <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> it shouldn't be that. It should just be like, oh, cool. That's another that's music video <laughs> with a relationship uh, with a, you know, whatever. Anyway, the video is amazing. Them two are amazing. And the song itself is sick. And the moment that Christine the Queen comes in, Christine the Queens comes in, um, she comes in and like the chorus and, or is it in the, the pre No, she, thinks she, she comes in in the chorus and she comes in on a harmony and it's like, she just, as soon as you hear her voice, it's like, in you instantaneously know it's her and she just adds this weird edge to a really, it, it's a pop song, it's a mm. full pop song, but as soon as her voice comes in, you're like, oh shit, there's the edge because she's got that weird. Yeah, exactly. You exactly, you know, the, theme of the week. Yeah. You knew you were doing that. I did, I did. <laughs> Because she's got that quirky voice, that like French, mm. weird, 
voice. And then when that comes in, you're like, this makes it cool. Mm. Although, you know, the song is good itself. Would never have listened to the song or would never have took any notice of it had she have not been on it. So Good stuff. That's a good recommendation. So that's yeah. Gone, Charlie XCX gone. featuring yeah. Christy and the Queens. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. T-Fan. I haven't listened so much this week. I've actually only listened to one album on the way to Lion King. And you know what it was? Lion King. Yeezus. Ah. By Kanye West. Fair. Your set was very Yeezus. Yeah. Your own set at Lymph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me and George said that. Mm. We were like, ooh, this is this is very Kanye Yeezus-esque. Andre, I think he's like Andre one of our main inspirations. It was great. Mm. And, um... I was just listening to like I don't know I I made it to like the first eight albums from my walk to from my house to mm. the cinema and I was like this is a great album it is good this isn't is it? a really really good album like, yeah he's done this really well and it has the best line I think anyone's ever said what? on it which is I have a dream sorry mum oh uh, eating sweet and sour pussy all I need is no eating Asian pussy oh I missed it up ah oh, you messed up the best oh, line I ever. It up. All right, do it again. What is it? Uh, and he says, eating Asian pussy, all I need is sweet and sour sauce. Mm. That is... It's that close, s- that, isn't it? Let that sit with you. <clears throat> let, yeah, let that soak in. Yeah, right. That's a terrible turn of phrase then, Shell. Um, <laughs> cool, so Kanye's Jesus <laughs> album. Um, yeah, I agree. It's a great album. It's a great album. It's sick. And it's... Uh, I'm just like I'm thinking about it. I'm like I don't think I think everyone needs to go and have a shower. <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast needs to just pause it and go and shower and return in a sec. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. he like throughout the. He, you can just tell that it's like completely. Just I the, give no shits. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just completely, just like in terms of production, in terms of what I'm gonna say, in terms of anything else, it's just gonna be just like. Yeah. Whatever, whatever I decide. Whatever. But I mean, I kind of like I've said this before about his Life of Pablo album, um, Kanye's one after Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Where that and and I actually think Jesus has, is the start of of him doing this. In that, when you listen to something in the studio, it sounds unfiltered, uncensored, amazing, and mm-hmm. you like this sounds sick. Can't wait for everyone to hear this. And then when you get it like mixed and mastered and everything, it's just a bit more tame, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Everything just gets like reined in slightly. But with Jesus and, and Life of Pablo, and maybe even his one after that, I don't know, it just feels like he just was like, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. I'm not taming this. Like, yeah. it sounds sick in the studio. Let's just print yeah. it. There you go, yeah. done. There you go. There you is. know? Yeah. That, like, stuff is, like, super loud and out mm. of nowhere. Mm. And it's yeah, just like, like it's just like, fuck it. You're like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. That was a good choir. That. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little plane going past there on this summer's day. Uh, mm. I'll finish off then. I'm going to just chuck in two. One that I have listened to and one that I haven't. Um, Blood Orange has a new album called Angel's Pulse. Mm-hmm. And Blood Orange is just cool. He's just, again, super creative, maybe from a different point of view than someone like Kanye. But like, he just does what he does. And it's I like the fact that artists like him are big and, mm-hmm. and big enough that they are on their like fourth or fifth studio album and constantly releasing music. And, you know, there's like they're a bit of a... It's a bit um, niche and a bit sort of underground but it, he is a massive artist and and it's just cool it's just it's very blood orange mm-hmm. experimentally kind of got a prince vibe to it r&b stuff really nice um i haven't made it all the way through it though so 
unless there's 14 tracks, so unless tracks seven onwards, eight, sorry, eight onwards, uh, flip the <laughs> flip the formula, then it's it's a great album. Uh, the other thing I'm going to recommend is something that I've not even listened to yet, but it's a regular on the podcast, and I need to keep everyone up to date. Um, Ludicio Anwadi and his seven days of walking. Yeah. He's on day five, guys. Oh. We missed day three, four, three oh, and four. Shit. He's on to day five. We've only got two more days of walking left. What's going to happen after he finishes walking? I don't know. Seven it's days of jogging. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Seven days. Maybe not seven days of jogging because he's a bit of quicker pace in it. So five days mm. of jogging. And then it'll be like three days of sprinting. But yeah, we're on what day five. I assume it's going to be just as good as days one and two unless something's happened on day three and four. He like sprained <laughs> his ankle or something. Maybe it's, a, I don't know. But um, that'll all be added to the Who the Fuck is Peter Guy yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah, one more. Go on, we go. Uh, podcast? Um, I mean, I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to. But Beyonce released the li- uh, like a remake of The Lion King. Oh, yeah, King apparently something. this is meant to be really good. Yeah, apparently it's meant to be really good. Right, okay. I've been told yeah. to check this out. So, I, haven't, I haven't heard it yet, though. But, right. Or like a, I don't know if it's the remake of The Lion King songs, but like a version of The Lion King songs, and it's all choiry and oh, like sick. stuff like that. Yeah. She's probably riffing the shit out of it. Probably, like. She riffed the shit out of Nala. <laughs> She did, yeah. Nala's just like Nala's speech, just yeah. like as she's normally speaking, being yeah. like, Simba, you need to come home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Well, I'll, maybe I'll check that out. And if it's any good, I'll add it to the Spotify playlist as well. <laughs> but if it is, you know, it could be sacrilege because ruining those songs is not, not okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other day we heard a Tina Turner version of one of the songs and yeah, I was like, what, like what the what fuck is this? is this? Turn this off right now. This is not the song. I hope that it's not sacrilege. Um, but uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a guest. Yes. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, rate and subscribe and all that on iTunes. It does help to keep the show uh, you know, in circulation through all those crappy social media-y type platforms. Yeah. Um, but T, thanks for having us in your uh, dungeon. Thanks, thanks for having me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shell, thanks for waking up. Uh, it's all right. And remember, guys, too much sauce ruins fries. The fries. Uh, I'll find, I think you'll find that it's not actually that if you go back and listen. Really? <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been doing it wrong this whole really? time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's devastating. Yeah. We're going to have to change it now. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are starting their own podcast about the lives of creatives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to use that. What, what is in the air at the moment?